Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-hosts, Brenna McCullough and Whitney Nelson. How's everybody doing? Doing good. I'm doing all right. Glad to hear it. It feels like winter is ending. It does, yes. Uh, I mean, it is out in LA. I don't know about Pennsylvania, because it always feels like that for like a week or two, and then you'll get like six inches of snow. Yeah, I'm waiting. I'm waiting on second winter, and I'm hoping we don't get it. It got up to like 56 degrees today. Around us, it was like in almost the 70s. I was like, "What the hell's happening?" (laughs) Oh Jesus, it was like 70s out here. Wow. Um, but anyway, uh, this is a weather podcast. No, that's the thing. This is (laughs) ooh, it's gonna be a rough ride. Oh no, yeah. Uh, but this is a video game podcast, and once again, I feel like I haven't played too much, but hopefully we uh, can hear something from you guys. But there is some actual news going on, and I have a, a fun little thing that's going to contribute to this episode that makes it special, but we'll get to there eventually. Um, let's maybe start with Whitney. I feel like we haven't heard from you in a couple episodes. Had Have you got a chance to play many games? Um, No, I haven't really played much at all lately. Um, I've just have been so time poor that I haven't had a chance to do anything new. So it's really just kind of been stealing little snippets here and there of stuff that I already own and or know how to play. Um, the sure. I think the only thing that I've really spent any time on in the last week or two is uh, Destiny 2 has a new like co-op PvP type mode. Um, and they started Gambit a while ago, but this is now Gambit Prime, which is new for the season of The Drifter. And I actually really hate Gambit a lot. I never understood the mechanics of it. I never really got into it. It was not for me. But I actually am really good at Gambit Prime and really into it. And I don't know why, because everything that I've seen on the internet as far as reviews has been like, it's so much more difficult and all of the strategies are, are harder and more obtuse. And for some reason, I like jumped right in and did much better at it. But it's finally okay. letting me love level up my armor, which I have been so like just a dirty, filthy casual with Destiny <laughs> Two that my my level is so low that I can't even compete in like co op or PvP stuff because I'm just nowhere near anyone else who's been actually playing the game. And so this is like I jumped up like. 60, I think my power level went up like 60 points just by doing a couple of the new Gambit Prime. So that's been really fun Damn. for me because like, nice. it's so hard to get gear in Destiny 2. They're so like microtransaction driven and whatever. And the, the drops are just so different than they were for Destiny 1 that it's been frustrating for me in Destiny 2 to like feel like I'm anywhere near the level that I want to be to be able to compete with certain things so uh i've been really enjoying gambit prime and then a lot of uh, stardew valley on my phone in between times <laughs> fair enough you're super busy with podcasting is there anything <laughs> are, am i like i am am i like i don't even know like getting into spoiler territory is this stuff you haven't like even announced yet because one no, of no i have shows- not announced i have not announced there's a stunt podcast that i'm doing and i'm recording it this weekend but i haven't decided when we're actually going to start releasing it so i haven't oh talked my too god much listener, about it. okay we can't go into it then just <laughs> yet but when we I mean, do we it's can. gonna be fantastic can, this could be the big reveal if you wanted it oh to be. oh my god it's an exclusive <laughs> oh my god <laughs> we never have the pleasure uh-huh. yeah so <laughs> i am doing a i'm watching all of the fast and the furious movies in 48 hours and Holy recording butt. and recording podcasts for all of the movies in those 48 hours. So it's at 
it's 16 hours of movie and at least eight hours of podcasting that we're going to do in 48 hours. So it's not like, it's not crazy. Theoretically, we could do it all in one day if we wanted to just like not go to sleep and do a really long day. But both of us, me and my co-host are too old for that shit. So we're we're doing it over, we're doing it over a weekend instead of in one day. I like how you say it's not that crazy. It seems it to me. And I think it's a crazy endeavor. Good luck. I think it's an awesome idea. I've I've never seen any of them. So that's the big deal. It's like educating me in Fast and Furious. And I have so much of my friend group is obsessed with them. And they have like big parties that are Fast and Furious themed and whatever. And so it's been like a big thing that I have not seen any of them. And I figured... Well, I already have four podcasts. Might as well add another one on top of that Hell and make it five. Yes. <laughs> I love that attitude. And I also <laughs> am interested because I'm not really familiar with the films myself, but I'll probably end up watching them just to tune into this show. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see if as the series transpired like if the movies got like worse as they went and like i'm thinking to myself also you guys might be getting a little more delirious after like just hours and hours of podcasting so i think it'll be even it'll just be very funny to get to the tail end episodes yeah i think it's gonna it's gonna be interesting uh our sunday recording schedule starts at 9 a.m and it's probably gonna go till about 11 p.m or midnight That is wild. I commend your efforts, and I'm super <laughs> excited for this. And Hopefully yeah, thank you for explaining one. it. Yeah, yeah. You say That's like it's so cool. Not that like not that time consuming. When you're breaking it down, that's a solid 24 hours of watching the movies and podcasting. So mm-hmm. that's a whole day out of a two day weekend. Plus sleeping and, and like furious. bodily, like <laughs> eating and what your body needs to survive. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's going to be, I feel like people don't realize how time consuming just like day to day stuff is. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, just go take this to the kitchen. Oh, I'll wash this you know, dish a bit and like, oh, I'll do this real quick. And it's like, oh, there's half an hour gone. Yep. So like the fact that you're have just a whole day blocked out already with stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna be end up like running around like any downtime you do have. So that's that's a feat. Like that's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. We'll see yeah. how it pans out. I, I sure hope it's I, gonna be a fun time. I think it's gonna <laughs> yeah. be really good. I think it's gonna be fun. I don't Me wanna too. give any bias. I have seen like I think the first two or three and like it's it expands such a long year like years between the sequels that in the first one they're stealing like just very antiquated technology. Like, I don't Yeah, it's like it. VCR TVs, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, that was such a big deal in, like, the 90s. And, like, uh-huh. now VCRs aren't even a thing anymore. So it's going to be jarring. And there's definitely, like, a dip where, like, yeah. they're cool for a beginning. And then, like, they kind of take themselves too serious. And then they're pretty bad for a while. And then, hey, there's The Rock. And it just becomes ridiculous. And, like, they really lean into the absurdity of it. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to the time when they start leaning into the absurdity. That's yeah. when I'm going to be most into it, I think. Because, like, yeah. just straight-up action movies are fine, but they've never really been, like, something that I'm super pumped to watch. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll watch them on a plane or, or whatever. And um, I think that's why I never saw the first few, is because those were more just straight-up car chase action movies. Yeah. And then they started getting sillier and, and weirder as they went along. To, from what I know, I like I said, I've never seen any of them. I don't know, but it. Th- I hear people making jokes about Fast and Furious movies, and I've seen trailers for them and stuff like that. And so I'm I'm looking forward to the time when it gets ridiculous. I'm Definitely. afraid that's like f- 
uh, maybe 13 hours out of the 16 hours into it. So like, <laughs> it, it might be a while. Yeah. That's funny. Um, do you happen to have a title for the show, or is this all still in the works? It sounds like a work in progress. Uh, extremely fast and incredibly furious. I love it. That's what I mean. I think I saw like there was a thread going where you guys were g- taking suggestions, and one yeah. that was like too fast, too furious, or, or no, that's actually one of the movie that's titles. The Fuck. Movie. <laughs> but no, that's an amazing uh, suggestion. Well, I and love someone, it. and they can't be a guest on the show, but someone was talking to me today on on Facebook about how they want to be on this podcast because they do a party i guess a yearly party maybe that they call too fast for loco and they watch all the movies in one day and they drink for loco the entire day is for loco still legal and uh, available well so they took the caffeine out so it's just oh okay (laughs) it's just like if you melted jolly ranchers into malt liquor yeah oh god it's terrifying but um there's no caffeine element to it anymore but yeah, so so like a yearly too fast for a loco fest. That person would be right in line with what we're doing as far as having interesting insight for a podcast. But oh, totally. But yeah, Shoot. we've got some other guest hosts on, and and some of it is just going to be the two of us. But it's uh, I think going to be a really fun one. It sure sounds <laughs> it. I'm yeah. We'll be looking forward to that. We'll be plugging it and all of that. So very cool. Thank you for sharing that. How about you, Bren? How, let's get back to video games. I did love the <laughs> Fast and Furious tangent. That was fantastic. Uh, I still only got the two podcast. I <laughs> stretched thin <laughs> as it is, but um, uh, yeah, I was kind of hoping Whitney be the uh, ringer for games play because <laughs> I, I certainly have. <laughs> well, I don't blame you. I'm in a similar boat. Um, yeah, like real busy. I fucking went to the dentist for a simple teeth cleaning three months ago, and I'm almost done with the appointments that spiraled out from it. So almost Oof. there. Yeah, it turned into like eight different appointments for different bullshit. But so yeah, same games I've been playing like the last few weeks, uh, a bit of Monster Prom, bit of Overwatch here and there. Um, but with all of the dental appointments and nonsense, they just don't give a shit about your time out here in LA. So I, I had an appointment. I think the appointment itself took half an hour, but I was there for two and a half hours. So that was fun. Um, so I've been playing a lot of uh, my phone and I play the only game I still have on my phone that I kept longer than a month, which is puzzle forge two. Hmm. I know I talked about this years ago. I do I remember this. It. Yep. Um, but it, I would say it's actually better now because before I would talk about how it was very uh, the ads weren't uh, inconvenient. After a board or after a level, you just have like a simple little pop up like, "Hey, click this ad," or you can continue and just keep playing the game, and you just hit continue, and that was it. That was all. That was it for the ads. That was back before they got really nasty. And now that the game is just so old, now I guess they've stopped updating it. The ads aren't even there anymore. It's just like <laughs> press continue to continue. So like the only complaint I had is now gone. So it's only gotten better with age. Oh, nice. I had a little bit of a game tragedy that my just oh, my no. brain just jogged. Um, so Uh-oh. I play Cookie Clicker. Oh, yeah. Um, and it says every time you log in, there's a little pop-up to say, hey, back up your save. Because it's just in, it's an in-browser game. And it's mm-hmm. there's no game even. It's literally just watching numbers get bigger. It's one <laughs> of those classic just watch the numbers get bigger games. But I had had a game going for probably two years. And I did not back up my save. And one day I opened up my browser and went to Cookie Clicker and it was gone. 
and oh. I have nothing. But they added a bunch of new stuff <laughs> I have in, and I nothing. think I think when the the update happened, like they they put a bunch of new stuff into Cookie Clicker of like more levels, like higher powered things that you can buy to make more, even more cookies and whatever. And uh, I did not save my. I did, did not save or back up my save cookie clicker. Ever? Or did you just not save like the most recent time? I mean, I don't know. You have to like export a file and then import it into a browser, so I probably never saved it. Oh right. God. It just that... never even occurred to me because like well, first of all, it's not that important of a game. Like what did I do? It's really <laughs> nothing. Yeah. Uh but yeah, no, it was I think I'd probably had about two solid years on one game, and that's all gone. Jeez. I have nothing but lost nothing. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I lost it. I lost it all. What did you lose? Nothing? Yeah, no, <laughs> no, nothing. Some numbers? Oh, that's too deep for this show. <laughs> so rest in peace, Lethal Kitten Bakery. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> You're not going to jump back into it and try and recap some of your loss? No, probably not. I mean, I, I, I don't that know. It's high something score. that I've always done when I'm like waiting for something to download on a computer or something like that uh, it because it takes no brain power at all that it doesn't even do what most other games do for me as far as like you know being meditative or turning your brain off or engaging you know in storytelling or all those other things that i like different kinds of games for it doesn't even really do any of those you're literally just sitting there buying buildings when you have enough cookies <laughs> and then those buildings make more cookies so I probably won't play too much more of it, but... You, you escaped the cycle. You broke free. <laughs> well, I, I didn't do it on purpose, <laughs> but I did I did break free. That does remind me, though, um, the one problem I have is, like, that kind of, like, meditative games where you can kind of just zone out and play while paying attention to something else or kind of listening to a podcast or something. That's mm-hmm. why I like roguelike so much. Mm-hmm. And uh, my friends are... Uh, well, we were talking. We were talking about something on Discord and kind of giving each other crap. And uh, uh we were looking at our Overwatch gameplay time, and I think I'm up around like almost at 700 hours. Ooh. And they're gonna give me crap for it, just like Jesus, like go outside. And I was like, oh, that's still like half of what my Binding of Isaac ga- total gameplay time is. <laughs> like, I think Binding of Isaac, or no, I think Binding of Isaac is, I think total around like 800 or so. And then I've entered the gungeon has like another 280 hours in that. Mm-hmm. And then I have like rogue legacy, which is another roguelike, which is like, I think that's got like 120 hours in. So just all these roguelike games are just like cracked to me. Like I just pour so many hours into it to the point where now I have to uninstall the game. The second I hit like any kind of end game point, anything that's like a substantial end quote ending to the game, mm-hmm. I just uninstall it. So I'm not tempted to play it again. that little barrier of entry is enough to deter me Mm -hmm. and i found myself playing a lot of free cell now you know that default game that's on your pc that no one really knows how to play i'm playing a lot of free cell and i really don't know why no i know how to play there's definitely like strategy involved there yeah it's it's just one of those games it's kind of like early on sudoku right kind of before sudoku was around yeah, kind of. Because you look at the numbers and you try to figure out like what's nearby based yeah. on the numbers. Yeah, it's like deducing the the grid based on what you information you know. We well, got like four. <laughs> I can't believe I'm explaining free cell on a video. <laughs> That's our show. Yeah, four slots where you can put a card to hold it, and then you're trying to get all of the cards in numerical order, like ace to king, 
up on the other side. And to do that, you have all the cards like shuffled into a pile in rows like uh, solitaire. And yeah, you can, yeah, yeah. You can only layer on top of each other with alternating colors. So, yeah, like, I remember that now. Yeah. Yeah. So red uh, four goes onto a black five, which goes on a red six. And you can only remove a certain number of cards at a time, like move them around. Mm-hmm. And the more space, the more more hold spaces you have filled up, the less cards you can move. Yes. So yeah, I remember now. It's been a long time since I played Free Cell, but I yeah. did play a lot of it back in the day. <laughs> no one should know how to play Free Cell. It's a very boring game, but it's 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 just like scratching that roguelike itch, and it's built into my computer, so I can't get rid of it. I mean, I probably could I, if I look at it, but it's just like, I don't know, when I'm kind of just stressed out and need something mindless to do while I'm watching a video on my other monitor, I'm just like, oh, <laughs> Free Cell. And I'm like now becoming self-aware and like i'm going to have to distance myself from that game as well to try and force <laughs> myself to be productive in some regard yeah but when you're speaking about how many hours you put into stuff it, it reminded me i just crossed 70 hours on the mobile um stardew valley which makes the third platform that i've crossed 70 hours <laughs> on stardew valley i nice. keep starting over from scratch because i played it on a uh, pc first and mm-hmm. then i played it on my ex's switch and then I started the mobile game, but then I didn't play it much. But now on all three platforms, starting from the beginning, I've played put 70 hours into Stardew Valley three different times now. Damn, that's yeah. impressive. It's kind of like a chilled out roguelike. There's it like because all my roguelikes are bullet hells. So they're mm-hmm. just very stressful until you can get the hang of yeah, it. Yeah, no, that's not Stardew Valley at all. <laughs> Stardew Valley is about as chill as it gets. Yeah. But it's uh, something about these games where you just pour countless hours into that you look at all those hours at the end of the day and you're like, if I put that in learning an instrument, I would be a master of it by now. Like, I could, right. could use those hours for so much more useful stuff. But, I could speak another language. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But I guess, you know, unwinding and relaxing, like, it's necessary. It's, you know, you could use those hours for something else, but then you'd be burnt out twice as fast. So, I guess it's good. That's what I'm going to tell myself to justify all those fucking hours in Isaac. There we go. Um, in games I've been playing lately, it's Minesweeper. Just kidding. <laughs> I mean, like, I can't make fun of you because I, I probably have 100 hours in free stuff for fucking some reason. There we go. That's amazing. Um, but no, is that all for you? Because I do. That's the thing. I don't even have any games that I've been playing, but I have games that I want to talk about. So uh, let's see. Ed Mc, Edmund McMillan, the creator of Isaac. I was like, hey, I'm bored. What podcast should I go on to? And I was tempted to tweet out him. Like, hey, come over here. I got to yell at you for a few hours for how much of my life you've wasted. <laughs> oh, Lord. He's welcome. He's but welcome uh, I don't know He's if you're allowed designer. to be on that episode. <laughs> no, I, just, uh, I both greatly respect him as a game designer. He did Super Meat Boy and like a bunch of other games that are very well. But it's just like, God damn it. You, you've wasted so much of my life. That's awesome. Um, all right. So. There's this game. This is actually super interesting to me, especially that knowing that I have this record label and stuff. I'm just a super music nerd. And growing up, there was this genre of music that was referred to as the wave. And I'm sure that's probably like people roll their eyes at that uh, if they're, you're in the scene and stuff. But <laughs> there's these couple of bands called La Dispute, Touche More, Pianos Become the Teeth, and uh, a few others, a, a Defeater. And they were bringing like this like super new, unique vibe to like, I, I want to say like post-hardcore, screamo, and like similar genres. 
And La Dispute is one of the forefronts of these bands. And they put out this like game experience for their new album. And it's actually available on itch.io, which we've brought up on the podcast numerous times, uh, a website where you can get indie games for pay what you want. And this all around is just firing on all cylinders for me because I'm already a La Dispute fan. I've seen them play to like a sold out venue. They're absolutely incredible and an emotional journey. They're unlike many artists you'll ever stumble across. So I recommend if you haven't listened to them, go listen to them, especially the early stuff, because that's where that's where my heart lies. But this new album, I haven't even gotten around to listen to it, and I intend on playing the video game to discover it. But if you go to itch.io, it's La Dispute's Pilgrimage is the name of the game, and the new album is called Panorama. So the whole point of this game is for you to, it's like, it's just uh, there is no story or anything. You're just basically experiencing the album and these visuals. And yeah, it says, discover the music and lyrics of Panorama uh, as you wander on pilgrimage through a digital fantasy landscape uh, from Juiced Egermont and Jorit de Vries. So they're clearly uh, French. I'm not sure. I don't want to say <laughs> they're that. clearly <laughs> foreign? <laughs> yes, that, that's, that's definitely correct. Um, they're clearly something. Exactly. So, but... It is very um, breathtaking, the visuals, so I'm excited to check this out. But the cool thing about this is it is pay what you want, but the proceeds are going to a donation called the Trevor Project. So Mm -hmm. that is a leading national organization providing crisis intervention and suicide prevention services to lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and questioning youth. So that's just amazing that all money uh, for this project is going towards that. And it's just great music. I'm sure I haven't listened to the new album, but knowing all their previous albums I'm a fan of, I can only expect it to be great. And uh, it's just a really cool thing to see. It's an interesting idea. Yeah, exactly. To to present your new album as a video game or an experience, more or less. And it's just it's it, it floored me. I'm very excited. I was already a fan of La Dispute, and this is just a way for me to kind of express that to other people. Check them out. Check out this game. Uh, they're just so emotional. This, I don't know how to express how impactful they are other than like on one of their albums uh wildlife they have this song called king park and it's about uh the uh, child who was shot in a drive-by shooting and how like senseless it was for him to die and there's like this moment yeah it was literally their encore song and it's just crazy like i was looking around me and people are just straight up crying that's how like in incredibly like sad some of these lyrics are and then it just then like the music hits and they're just an emotional masterpiece i can't recommend them enough so i'm not necessarily sure that this new album is gonna have that kind of effect on you but i i definitely think it would be worth looking into yeah Yeah, that's awesome really neat and i would be uh, very surprised if someone doesn't somehow out there like I don't know if it would take the actual developers or if someone could do it as like a mod, but like turn it into a VR game because it definitely looks like it's yes, I want VR. VR. Like that would be. You're absolutely great. right. It seems right up that alley, and probably a potential upgrade they could do. I know some uh, developers are capable of doing that after the fact, but it probably is a huge undertaking. Yeah, I don't know. There's some indie VR games out there that are like either pretty cheap or free or pay what you want, like on itch. So like. I don't know the development costs that go into it, but I'm sure if it's not a lot of money, it's a lot of time. So, yeah, 
So that's something, listener, go check out. I'm going to probably at some point this weekend be playing through that and getting a chance to listen to this new music because I do adore that band and hope to see them live again soon. Actually, I think I did buy tickets. I got to check into that. Um, and it's going to a good yes. cause, too. Oh, absolutely. So all, like I said, firing on all cylinders. That was a great news topic to hit. Um, I'm trying to think other game things that are going on i saw on amazon a copy of banjo tui for 380 dollars and i'm thinking to myself why is that uh i don't know there's some games that are just like super rare and exclusive like marvel vs. capcom 2 like to get a physical copy of that like that's an easy 200 hours if not more um there you know there's the et game that they buried out in the desert so getting a physical copy of that's real expensive Banjo Tooie though, like that, that was like towards the late end of the N64. Right. Like they're probably pumping out a lot of those. Like they're limited now because they're not making them anymore. But like they're still probably thousands, if not millions, like out in the world. Like I, yeah, I don't know. That's a weird one to be that expensive. Yeah. So if you want to waste some money, you can check <laughs> out that link. Um, <laughs> I found out my uh, Universe A Zoidberg figure, the like blue one from the alternate uh, universe. I got it at yeah. a comic convention. And it's just like an easy 250, 300 in box. I'm just like, fuck. It's like, I could have just kept them in the box. Oh, I know what you're saying. Damn. That's, uh, I got some figurines with my like Life is Strange Before the Storm vinyl. And I just left them in its thing. Cause first of all, I have no need for them. And I'll probably just sell them as is one day. Yeah. It's my, like Chloe and mine's Rachel. It's never going to be worth anything. But my prized possession is actually a Seth Green signed action figure of his oh, character Oz Spike? from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Or Oz, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's like my prized possession. It's never going to be worth anything. No. I could no, wait, the, I could wait it... 100 more years and it still won't be worth anything. <laughs> that's but, well, it's worth something to you. Yeah, it there means you. a lot to me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's how I feel about a lot of my records. I'm like, these are priceless, but no one would pay shit for them. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, this is video game related and I thought kind of interesting. I don't know if it was a tweet I saw somewhere or where I found this, but it was just like someone someone out there on the internet found the original booklet that came with the original oh, yeah. Nintendo system version of Tetris and it says hold on to your hat pe- hats people, the blocks have names. And some of these names are just ridiculous. I think it's great. Orange Ricky, Blue Ricky, Cleveland Z, Rhode Island Z. <laughs> Hero, Tiwi, and my favorite of all time, Smash Boy. Smash one word. Boy. <laughs> Smash I, Boy. I'm very curious about these names because Tetris was originally made by a Russian. And then Nintendo published it, who are Japanese. So why the hell is it called Cleveland and Rhode Island Z? And Rhode Island Z. <laughs> like, where do those come from? No, and Ricky. Who's Ricky? Um, it's probably I'm the guy that sure. translated it and just threw his name in there. Yeah, there's really no theme with these names at all. I I like your comment on Hero, though. It's Yeah, it's the uh, line block, the four lines, like the lowercase mm-hmm. L block. So even then, they knew, like, this is, like, the good block. This is the one everyone needs. And he comes down and saves the day. And, oh, there you go. It's Hero. Yes, it literally just wipes four rows at a, at a time. Yeah. Uh, and Smash Boy, th- God damn it, so good. Uh, just super <laughs> random tidbit. You learned something today, you listener, something. unless you knew this. <laughs> uh, what else? Oh, we talked about this briefly the last episode, but off air, like, because we forgot about it. Uh, but Anthem, it's not doing good. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. So apparently, for like, uh, um, in with all of the other problems, there's a ton of problems Anthem's having right now. And it's a long list. I won't even get into it. Uh, but apparently some of the newer biggest problems 
is that if you're playing Anthem on a PS4, it can destroy your PS4. It could just crash the system and you can't boot it up again and play. So that's right. Yeah. Oh my god, that's insane. I I remember you telling me this, and I I for some reason recently installed Apex Legends just to be like, oh, I'll give this a try. Yeah. And I was thinking, is this that game Brand was telling me that it's <laughs> gonna break game. my PS4? I'm like, oh shit. So I haven't played that yet. But no, okay, it's different. It's, it's Anthem. Anthem's that's right. One. Yeah. So uh, yeah, if you were thinking about Anthem, I, if you're still thinking about Anthem after all the bad press it's getting. Uh, kudos to you, you're determined. Um, <laughs> but maybe not get it for PS4 because it could just destroy the whole console. So, no matter how much of a shit show or a launch other games have had, no matter how terrible it was, like No Man's Sky, they haven't destroyed the system they're running. So, like, yeah, this is easily up there with one of the worst games. That's absurd. I can't even imagine shipping a game that's capable of doing something like that because then I don't even. Oh man! Fallout seventy six banned a guy who had like three hundred plus hours in the game because he liked it so much and was just grinding away, getting all that extra ammo. They banned him because he was too playing it too much. He was too determined to like that game, no matter what Bethesda thought, by making a shitty, shitty game. And even that game didn't destroy his console. So like, I don't know what they did. I don't know what corners EA cut from Bioware to turn him into this company, but. Good God. Yeah, I'm just like, I don't know why, imagining a company like Blue Apron, like sneaking a CD in there and you put it in your microwave and it's like, oh, there goes your microwave. Gotcha. <laughs> they partner up with, uh, I don't know, whoever mi- or manufactures microwaves and it's it's the planned obsolescence. They got to buy it again if we destroy them. That's Apple's. Our uh, microwave is Samsung and I'm like, that's weird to me. Uh, like phones, TVs, microwaves, they're all over the place. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, what else is there? Uh, Halo. It's getting remastered and brought over to the PC. Is it really? Yeah. Like, what do you mean by that? Like, they're remastering Halo and fuck. bringing it to Steam. <laughs> I, I don't. It's You're like right. I said. <laughs> no, that's what I mean. I meant more or less. Is it going to be multiple Halos or just the first one? Uh, the Halo Master Chief Collection. So, plan to release each game in chronological order. So, Halo Combat Evolved, Halo 2, 3, OST, and 4. So, looks like all of them. Oh, damn, that's sick then. All right, awesome. I think they're basically saying, like, hey, all these Battle of Royale games, all these Apex Legends of Fortnite are really cutting into that FPS genre. And <laughs> Microsoft just sat back and just, like, released the Halo and just, like, yeah. fucking another remaster <laughs> on another new console and just, like, here you go, here's a billion dollars easy. Well, that's the thing. I was thinking to myself, they didn't they already remaster Halo in all these games? And like, on, yeah. I remember specifically for Xbox, you could like, I, I didn't own it, but a buddy of mine did. And I went to his house and checked it out where you would hold down like one of the triggers and it would show you the graphics of like the, the original. And yeah. Be, yeah, exactly. And I'm like, oh, wow, you could see how much it, they improved it. Uh-huh. I'm just thinking to myself, you've already done it and now you're doing it again. How much more can you improve it? I mean, money, Doug. They're not yeah. trying to improve it. They want money. That's true. I'm just more curious to see if like the graphics are actually that much better. I mean, you can only make graphics so good, especially from a game that's got how many years old now? Yeah. So, like, it, I'm sure they will be good, but they, they can only improve so much. But people aren't going to be buying them for the graphics. If anything, now you can just mod them even further, like Skyrim, once it's on PC. So you can just go oh, crazy right. with it. Uh, but, I mean, it's... 
it's Halo. I I am not a big FPS fan. Like I play a ton of Overwatch, but Overwatch is like a weird shooter. Like no one would say it's a traditional uh, first person shooter. Yeah. And beyond that, I really don't play that many. Like I dipped into Apex Legends. It's fun, but like I'm garbage at it. But as soon as my friend showed me this, I was like, oh shit, I could get back into Halo. Like oh for sure. That's like the definitive. Like this is the game that made that genre what it is. So and oh, it's man. still good. Like I went back home and played it with my buddies. Like two years ago or something and like it's still a solid game it kind of looks gross now in hindsight but like it still plays great so 100 percent. oh god dude it's i have so many good memories with the first two halo games that i I would want to just revisit them just for that and that's the thing i don't own an xbox i think i own an xbox xbox original so if i was really dedicated i could probably hunt down the discs for that but i bet those are probably even more expensive than i'm assuming oh yeah that would be hard to hunt those down but i remember with halo 2 like it was years after and you could still find a match online there weren't many but there were still some people playing it yeah halo 2 was great that i remember when they freaking like were even just in the talks of it or like i don't know if e3 was a thing back then but they were basically showing like gameplay footage of a level that never made it into the game and there's like this whole like mm-hmm. i don't even know like 15 minute playthrough of like this guy showing off the game and i'm like this looks sick i can't <laughs> wait to play this specific part nope. and then it's just not in the game i was like what the fuck was that so i don't know I, that was just weird halo 2 memory yeah I think the first one got on to PC, and then I think after that, they made them Xbox exclusive. Because I remember a buddy of mine back in high school modding Halo on PC, and he would have, uh, you know, tons of invisibility and, like, over shields, and then have a sniper rifle that launched plasma grenades. So if he just picked you, it just, you'd just see orbs glowing on top of you and just explode and do, like, a thousand damage. So, like, I remember that was possible back in the day. So I think it, the, I think at least the first one's made it to PC before. I don't know about the others. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, no, I definitely played original Halo on PC way long ago, so that was a thing. Yeah. Um, but dude, I just saw a GIF recently too of like this like elite ass player like just like throwing a grenade, like timing it so perfectly that this like oh yeah sniper rifle flies across the screen, and as soon as he like it hits him, he like pulls it up, uh, gets the focus on an enemy, like, all across the field, and then just headshots him. I was like, what the fuck? So that was really <laughs> impressive. I'll try to include that in the show notes if I remember. Yeah, the some of the people that played Halo were just, like, so unreasonably good at it to the point yes. where, like, I had some buddies who actually went into some of the pro scenes for Halo because they were so good, and Damn. it was just infuriating playing against them. Like, Mark... Mark was really good and like he was more better friends with them so he was better at it than I was but then like I just it wasn't fun because you just take a step and you'd be you know gunned down by four guys that you never even saw so like some of those players are just so ridiculously good and have moved on the one guy I know moved on to being a pro Overwatch player for a little while before the official league started so like some of those reflexes are, you know, if you keep up with them, can still carry over to other games, despite how different they are. Yeah, no, that makes sense. But Halo's yeah, one of those that I missed. Like, I ha- had that big gap of time where I didn't have a console at all. Basically mm-hmm. from N64 to PS4. Uh, oh, wow. I didn't have a console. So I did some PC gaming stuff, but that was mostly like League of Legends. Um, and I, I missed... All of those classic games, that's what I'm trying to go back and do now with some of the games that I've been playing lately, um, is, like, uh, Mass Effect is also on the list, but I never played any Halo, uh, so I may take advantage of the remaster. 
Yeah, I was just going to say you definitely should. And one thing that I would be even more interested in, instead of PC, get that shit on Switch. Because I know Nintendo and <laughs> fucking Microsoft. No, I, I, I think Microsoft and Nintendo are doing deals. I think it'll be a thing someday. But man, if that's the case, there's no doubt. Like, just take my money. I will definitely play all the Halos on Switch. Yeah, that would be interesting. If that ever comes to fruition, it would not be around the same time this happens. Because... You do have so many people buying it for the different consoles that you wouldn't want to split that audience. Right. So it would be like, it would be on PC and then maybe in another seven years, then it'd be yes. released on Switch. But by the that second point, wave. The, you know, there's a new Switch, there's a new Nintendo console already. So it'll be on that or something. And they just are like, release the Halo. <laughs> yeah. Like that's just the moneymaker right there. Um, I played up till three. Three is where it was the, uh, Bungie was still doing it. And then after that, yeah. it was a different studio. Uh, so, Whitney, if you do go back and end up playing uh, the Halos, like, there's still rock solid. Like, even without the multiplayer and stuff, there's still really fun games. So, nice. It, it'd be great. I feel like we don't talk about 3, but that's just my opinion. The, I, uh, I was one of the few that bought 3 for the story. I bought it for the single-player mode. Uh, yeah, I did too. That's what I'm saying. I, I feel like all of my entire Halo experience was revolved around s- single player. And man, the story was no good in three, to, in my opinion. But we could say that for another podcast. I mean, I don't really remember. <laughs> I, I wasn't that invested. It was just fun to play. Yeah. Uh, Mass Effect, Fair enough. though. That's, that's the game you play for the story. And God knows not the combat. The combat in Mass Effect's fucking garbage. But, oh. Fair enough. Talk about this. All right. I got something special for us uh, for this episode, and we'll probably end up wrapping it up oh. and doing plugs after this. Or wait, you got some more news? A little quick uh, news bits. Uh, apparently today, hot off the press, is James Gunn's back directing Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. He's still gonna, That is. He's still going to wrap out uh, Suicide Squad 2 with Idris Elba, which just a weird sentence there. Um, yep. Uh, so he's going to finish directing that, and then he's going to go back to Guardians 3. So... Anyone who's disappointed by that, I know a lot of people were. He's back. Uh, what else? Actually, oh, I'll do this other one. Uh, Critical Role, the like very popular D&D streaming show uh, with a bunch of voice actors. Uh, we had a D&D podcast for a while. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> It's still got one episode that's being edited sure. for like, the past year. <laughs> Someday. <laughs> uh, they did a Kickstarter to do a little animated special, and it was just going to animate like, you know, a few sessions of theirs that were like big eventful ones and uh, wouldn't bring it up normally, but their, their goal for this whole thing was $750,000 to get it animated. Uh, and it was going to be animated by Titmouse who do like Venture Brothers and I think Metalocalypse and just like, they're an amazing studio and they're so good. So it's like, all right, that's, that's pretty expensive. Within the first day, they hit three and a half million dollars. Holy shit. Wow. Within, within like the first 40 minutes, they hit their goal and then blew past it and then blew out all the stretch goals within the first day. As of, That is wild. As of right now, it's like nine days since they did the Kickstarter and they're at $7.3 million. And it's just insane. Yeah, that really is. I mean, is their fan base that large or do they have certain donors that are just like throwing money at them? Yes. The answer is yes. To both. You're right. They, yeah. <laughs> they've only been doing it four years. I think they just said they passed the four-year anniversary. But, like, yeah, their fan base is massive and, like, cult-esque loyalty. And to the point where some people, I don't know, there's some articles to 
depending on the, the I guess, integrity of them, you could argue. Uh, some of them were just a little pissy babies. But they were, like, arguing, like, Critical Role's too popular to have a Kickstarter. They should, like, look at all the money they're getting. Like, they shouldn't be having all this money. It's like, people are literally choosing to give them money. They're yeah, not taking it, it from any, like, what are you talking about? Because it's so popular. So it's just, right. like, Jesus Christ. That's a weird hill to die on. Yeah. <laughs> So it went from like a two episode special to now they're doing like a full series or a full season. So it's just, I, if you like D and D, at least check it out. It's just like, holy Christ, they fund that fully so fast. Like I think they broke records of being the fastest funded project in Kickstarter history. That sounds it. Wow. Yeah. Um, back to video games for a bit. Uh, Yakuza. You know the games about the Japanese mafia and all the crime, mm-hmm. you know, all the criminals. Um, yeah. So apparently there's a new Yakuza game coming out, and uh, they had to pull it from the shelves uh, so they couldn't sell it. Because one of the actors, who I guess voices a prominent character in it, was arrested for cocaine. So Arrested for cocaine? He had cocaine on him, and they arrested him. And <laughs> it's a game about criminals and criminal activities. And one of the actors was arrested for a crime, and it ruined the game's brand image, I guess. <laughs> that's wild i feel like that i don't know i wouldn't take the game off the shelves i i mean japan takes drug charges very seriously like that's why you won't see like really any like even weed is very very big over there um and like highly punishable so like, oh for real oh that it sucks yeah you'll notice like there's no anime there's no games or anything that really like focuses on drugs or if they do they don't specify what drugs because it's such like a taboo subject over there even more than here but like i guess it's a big enough deal to pull the game and not just recast them so it's the, i just saw that recently i just thought that was hilarious because that is humorous it's a game about criminals wow that's just bizarre yeah yeah what an idiot and uh to end it on a little downer note as i normally do uh there was a game that it was like a little anime visual novel nothing special uh nothing that really stood out but someone wrote a review on it saying, like, eh, it's an alright game, the art's not bad, the music is okay, but the story's just bland. Like, the writing is really just, like, falling flat, and, like, the writer isn't good at, like, portraying love between the characters. And the developer who made the game responded saying, like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't really understand love that well, because I've never experienced it. I'll try to do better next time. And <laughs> just... It's so sad, but now yeah. like a ton of people saw that and are like rallying around him and like trying to support him to like help him like make a better game and improve any way he can and like really like kind of revitalized it and made this game gave it much more attention than it ever would have gotten by itself. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, so it's like it's a little sad, but now he's getting a bunch of you know people behind him and like playing his game and giving him feedback. So that's good. There we go. Yeah. And I have something to lift this all up. This is definitely, I feel like, just for the people that host Almost Better Than Silence. But no, you guys will get something <laughs> out of this, too. This is Fuck y'all. No, no, for real, though. This is something special that happened. And it was all just, like, really weird just uh, fate that just for this to transpire. So I'm a big Doughboys fan. You guys know we had Nick Weiger on the podcast already. And at Doughboys, they have a tech or a guy that edits their podcast uh, named Yusong Lu, and he's a really funny guy. He has his own podcast, but that's the thing. I saw on Twitter, it was like, oh, Mitch is going live for, with like him playing scary video games because it's something he's doing lately, and I hope we can still get him on the show at some point. 
But so I go, I'm like, oh, okay, I'll go check that out. It, instead, it takes me to Yusong Lu's uh, Twitch p- channel, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, this isn't Mitch, but I'll I'll just tune in. What's up with Yusong? I never tuned into his stream before, mm-hmm. and I just happened to say like, hey, what's up? And immediately as I'm doing that, I don't know what kind of stream he's doing. Like typically it's just like video games, right? No, he's got like a piano set up and everything. And as soon as he saw me comment, there's a bunch of people in there already too. And he's like, oh, hey, ABT Silence. I'm going to just play the clip because I have a clip for us and we can talk about it after. There's two different clips. But yeah, he ends up singing a song for us and I want to play that now. And yeah, (laughs) but there's, but what's even better, he does a second song. So, all right, first song we're going to listen to right now and then I'll get your guys' thoughts on it. But yeah, this is Yu Song Lu, the Doughboys editor, (laughs) singing about Almost Better Than Silence. Hey, ABT Silence. All right, here we go. Okay. uh... ABT Silence. Do you like condiments, slant, rhyme? Uh, Talking is awkward. Uh, uh, fucking more awkward is priming the same word with the same words. Alright, thanks for joining the stream. Okay, wait, 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 let me do this. Okay, retake, okay? Everyone forget that from your memory, okay? Uh, ABT, silence. Silence, not talking, okay. Um, so you're silent, so you don't talk the talk, but do you really metaphorically walk the walk? Uh, <laughs> okay, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, uh, if you don't communicate with your girlfriend named Kate, things will go sour, it's like fighting Bowser, okay, we did it, okay, alright, we're setting up the, we're setting up the switch right now, okay, it's Emily, Almost better than silence. Holy shit. This is definitely getting ripped and putting in the next episode. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, he's right. It got put on our episode. <laughs> yes. I was like, I told him that. I was like, this is going to be on the next episode. Oh, man. That's so funny. Uh, but yeah, what do you guys think of that? That's Yusog singing about us. He, that's what it, his stream is so wholesome. I can't recommend it enough. It's like basically my plug a little early. Definitely check out his uh, Twitch channel. It's just, I think you. Uh, Y-U underscore S-O-N-G, uh, twitch.tv slash. So um, check him out. What, what were your thoughts, though? There's another one coming, and it's even better. I'm, that's what I'm <laughs> the most pumped about. That, uh, it was A lot of cute. energy. <laughs> and it takes so much guts to just sit there in front of infinite people on the internet, potentially, and just, like, f- do that. Just... Just like dick Ad-lib. around and try and come up with something, and if Hell, you're not yes. coming up with anything and you're struggling for it, you know there are people actually watching that happen. It's like uh, improv is my greatest nightmare because like <laughs> having to be having to come up with anything on the fly, like I just short out when I uh, am on the spot for anything, and so something like that and doing it with a song is just so impressive, and he's also very adorable. It was very <laughs> he cute. is adorable, and I love him, and he's so fun, and oh, another great thing that ended up happening, the community he's building is just such a bunch of wholesome people, a bunch of Doughboys fans in there. Uh, they found out, they were asking about uh, our show, and I told them about the Weiger episodes. They're all like, we're gonna check that out. One of the uh, members in the chat actually gifts subbed me to his channel so that i thought that was super flattering um 
And it was one of the highlights of the stream for me was when he was trying to give advice to somebody about like how to build your audience as as a Twitch streamer. And he was saying, oh, yeah, you want to maybe start out on YouTube or this or that. But if I want to be if I want to give you like my transparent, honest advice, uh, you you want to like kind of start with the following already so he he basically ended up saying like i work for this dumb podcast called doughboys and he's like don't tell don't tell anybody i said that and he's like oh shit he's like yeah it's like you're on you're on stream bro and that's like a meme amongst the doughboys fan it's like you song did nothing wrong but he definitely did something wrong on stream so that was really funny um but all right, here's the second song he ends up singing for. And that's the thing. This is like a half hour later in the stream. I don't even know if I said anything. And then he just ends up singing about Almost Better Than Silence again. But actually, he says Always Better Than Silence, which makes me think of our buddy over at Horribly Awkward Podcast, Sean. That's just funny. He always would be like, Always Better Than Silence. <laughs> so I'll, almost. But all right, let's listen to this second song by Yu Song Lu. ABT Silence. Thank you for the follow. Okay, here we go. Okay, I know I've sang a lot of songs about ABT Silence. Okay, Always Better Than Silence, right? What was the acronym for? Apologize, am I using evil? Don't accept his blue arrows having. Uh, okay, always better than silence. We were we were talking, but then there was a pause. Like I was a cat and you were a dog, but then we looked at our paws. <laughs> we didn't know what to say. We just looked around and said, Hey, do you want to make out? Sorry, I don't know where that came from. But it's always better than silence Do you have any breath mints? I was looking for refreshments But I'll settle for this minty, chewy flavor This is not a sponsored stream Although a boy can dream That got you Disney in character But uh, I'd like some orders you think rhyme zone is gonna have that fucking rhyme? No, cause I'm a genius. Okay, fuck. Okay, all right, all right. Okay, I fucking love this man. It's so good, and I just—it was so flattering for him to sing about it. So, you song, thank you so much. We'll have to get you on the show if we can. He, I, I wasn't on board with the. I mean, I like our name almost better than sounds, but with that song. I think always better than sounds might be a little better. It is definitely, but that's the that's the joke. It's supposed to be self-deprecating. We're not supposed to just like suck our own dicks like Weiger. <laughs> we got four hundred some episodes. We could do. <laughs> but oh, yeah, man. it's. I mean, being able to just come up with stuff on the spot, especially knowing anyone as well. If it's just one person watching you or listening to you, or if it's a multiple people, it's just so intimidating. It's kind of why we stopped doing I Was the Walrus. But yeah. Oh, it's, well, it's coming back, I hope. Maybe. I'm uh, not sure. I don't want <laughs> we we, I think we just burnt ourselves out doing it like every yeah. episode like for months. Um, but with music, I am just not musical oriented whatsoever. So like anyone that can just – I know some people say like, oh, if you just carry a rhythm, you can just like bullshit your way through like pretty easily with rhyming stuff. 
And it's just like, I don't know, just music does not come to me at all. So the fact that anyone does it is always impressive to me. Yeah, no, he's super talented guy, super funny guy. Just uh, definitely check out his stream. I had to share that with us because it, it made my night when it happened. So that was really cool. And yeah, making us connect with Doughboys more. Hopefully we can have uh, Mitch on the show and maybe <laughs> you saw himself. Um, but that'll do it for this episode. Sorry, Aunt B, we're using his music from now on. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, that's what I mean. We'll have to see if we could somehow use that in the future just to be like, oh, it's our segment always better than silence, and it's an uplifting moment. There you go, the um, wholesome corner. I, it's the episodes I'm not on. Yeah, exactly, to counteract <laughs> Bren. Um, but let's do some plugs. This has been a fun episode. Uh, God, you guys have so many podcasts, I'm jealous. Uh, <laughs> you got a fucking record label. <laughs> True enough. Where can They're we gonna find... find me dead gripping a microphone? So I wouldn't be too jealous if I were you. <laughs> That's true. Um, and you have your plate full tomorrow. Good luck, Whitney. Let's uh, hear where our listeners can find you and your other shows. Yeah. So I am on Cool Breeze Over the Mountains, which is a Keanu Reeves uh, review podcast. We go through all of the oeuvre of Keanu Reeves and we Oof. talk about what the movies are like um, and then I'm on Historical Hotties which we just did an episode of Singers and it's Aretha Franklin versus Selena versus and now I don't remember her name but she was a, like a 17th century opera singer oh, and geez. it is a Damn. super interesting episode um, and that's yeah Historical Hotties uh, you can find that anywhere you get your podcast and then I'm on Myth Takes which is a real play RPG podcast that is uh, based on the Monster of the Week system of game. And I play a character called Annabelle, who was once aptly described as uh, Veronica Mars meets the lone gunman. And that's very much who my character is. And she's apparently coming back around again. The the Keeper, which is what they call GMs in this series, Um, the Keeper sent me a message on Twitter saying that he had big plans for my character coming up soon in an arc, and I don't know what they are. So there's plenty of time to catch up on Annabelle and her antics before she has some weird twist that I'm being teased with. (laughs) (laughs) That's freaking awesome. Uh, Definitely check all that out, listener. How about you, Bren? You also have another podcast. God, Wendy puts us to shame. (laughs) I know, it's absolutely (laughs) impressive. That's what I mean. Uh, Podcast extraordinaire. I just do an anime podcast, which is an excuse for me to watch more anime because I'm doing it anyway. Might as well talk about it. Uh, so, yeah, my other podcast is Are Weeb There Yet? W-E-E-B. And it's a podcast where me and another weeby friend of mine watch anime trying to convert our non-weeb friend into a weeb. And he hates every second of it. So it's very enjoyable. He uh, composes himself well, though. He, he has great composure and he's a very kind person. Especially to put up with all of my bullshit, especially after last <laughs> night's episode. Oh man, I picked a good one last night, and it's—I think that one's coming out in like two weeks, so you won't want to miss that one. Uh, but I believe the next episode for us is Zoids, like the oh, OG fuck. Zoids, yes. Chaotic Century. Oh yes, <laughs> I am so in. So we watched that. Uh, it's not a terrible show. But it's definitely just made to sell the toys. Like, Oh, yeah. I don't think it can hold up well, but... Well, like, that's the thing. We've watched much worse. So, like, Zoe's well, like, hear. this isn't terrible, but, like, I'm not going to continue watching it. But, yeah. It's, I might. <laughs> it does spark... Like, I didn't think I would enjoy Sailor Moon as much as I had, did. And, like, if there wasn't a thousand episodes of it, I probably would have continued it. Right. So it does re-spark some of the old shows we missed out on. 
Oh, speaking of Missed Out, no, I was just go. kidding. That was a transition. Uh, yeah, I do have a record label. It's called Missed Out Records. I actually just got t-shirts in today, so that's a whole thing. Got all different sizes. Uh, they're $10. It's got our OG cassette label on it. Got hats. We got fucking slip mats. I'm like really stepping up the merch game. I'm actually going to be at the Standard Show at Milk Boy on the 30th, so... Listener, if you're trying to get out to a Philly math rock show, definitely get to that standard show. It's going to be lit as fuck. I'm actually going to be hanging out at the merch table again uh, with my little briefcase of cassettes, and I'll probably have some shirts and hats if you want to get them at a discounted price and skip out on shipping. But yeah, MissedOutRecords.com, lots of bands. Uh, MissedOutRecords.Bandcamp.com is where you can get three free compilations, and the fourth one I'm currently working on, It's I'm setting up with a bunch of really cool international bands. I'm super hype about it, but that's coming out sometime in April. April. So keep your eyes and ears open for that. But that'll do it for this episode. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. We will be back next week. See you next time. See you. Bye.